0: Uh, Welcome to the Film Sessions Podcast. Today, we are excited to feature Richard (laughs) Schertzer. I said that right? Schertzer. Schertzer. Okay. Richard Schertzer. Why don't you tell us about yourself, uh, Richard?
1: Yeah, I am a filmmaker. I've uh, I've been a filmmaker. I just graduated Howard University last year, and I graduated with my MFA, and I've been working in uh I've been working in uh a lot of uh odd jobs and stuff trying to get my films out there and um I I um I've been doing this film thing for like 2010s and so so yeah just doing like small short films and I've been working in a few odd jobs just to pay off my films and pay off my student loan debt so it's a um, yeah, this film is my passion so I This is what I love to do.
0: That's awesome. Um, what inspired you to become a filmmaker?
1: I mean, I've always liked films, actually. Um, I've always been enraptured by films. Uh, um, encapsulated by film. I started watching, you know, Steven Spielberg movies like E.T. and Close Encounters when I was younger. <laughs> and I was working uh a lot in media like montgomery community media and things like that and yeah i've um you know i've just been doing a whole, i actually interview people myself are like, doing a lot of interviews with other filmmakers
0: awesome awesome okay great yeah this is my uh third interview so far so i'm just starting to do this too um <laughs> All right. Well, so you said you watched Steven Spielberg. Um, do you have a favorite film?
1: I mean, my favorite favorite film. I guess I don't know. I don't know if it's it's not a Steven Spielberg film, but I guess maybe my favorite film is Dinosaur. From, okay. I, I, I used to watch that all day every day, and when I was a kid, so it's like yeah. I don't.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the last uh, the last guy I talked to, um, he was also saying he uh, when I asked him about his favorite film, uh, he said the same thing. He was like, you know, some of them just bring back good memories. Then I have others. It just kind of depends. Do you have like a specific genre you tend to uh, like to create or like to watch the most?
1: Um, I usually watch dramas. Okay. good. I'm good at writing dramas and whatnot.
0: Okay. awesome. Um, so are there any, uh, could you tell us about, I guess, the, your current film or the last film you worked on and walk us through, uh, the process of making that film?
1: Yeah, sure. So Miss Davis's Close Friend was, um, one of those films where I was exploring death and all its facets. I was really exploring, like, who, uh, like, trying to understand, like, this woman's, Marina Davis's mortality and, like, how death like draws closer and closer in words to her because she i don't know if you saw the movie or um okay well it's, it's about this young this well not young she elderly woman who, uh, marina davis who has stage four breast cancer and she's visited by death and she um has to deal with that as well as her um distant son and her uh deceased husband so it's like, it's like we have to, because I only shot, this was for like for my Howard University thesis, I only had basically one central location that we shot in, which was the, uh th- this apartment that a, f- a friend of mine uh had let me shoot in, and I was, uh, and maybe I like some exterior shots, that's it. So I kind of had to like rear window this thing where I was like shooting one location, but I still had to have the audience invested throughout the whole, almost 27 minutes of the film.
0: Okay, wow. Okay. That's awesome. All right. All right. So that was, you filmed that in all one. Actually, I know kind of what you're talking about because we did something similar in a film I worked with and it was also shot kind of in one main spot. The entire time, and that was really interesting to do that. Um, w- can you list, uh, I guess, any of your social media hand- handles or where we might be able to find your films?
1: Uh, yeah, right now I'm on I'm on Twitter at double r three ten. That's the word double with a capital D, then capital R three ten, and I'm on Instagram at r at at R-S-C-H-E-R-T-Z-E-R. And then you can also watch my films on uh, my YouTube page, Richard Scherzer too. Okay. And that is like, I, I didn't want to post too much free stuff on YouTube because I was trying to get it distributed.
0: Right, right.
1: Properly. <laughs> so. Right,
0: yes, yes. Yeah. Um. And you said you got your, you've uh, received your MFA at- Yeah,
1: yeah Howard University
0: awesome okay great um so do you have any more movies in mind that you're planning if you'd like to talk about yeah
1: yeah absolutely i was i was i'm actually working on a documentary on sex work and bdsm
0: oh wow that's great
1: yeah (laughs) because why not
0: yeah that's also i know any of the experience i know i'm just starting um you know, starting out as well. Um, I'm still a college uh, sophomore, so <laughs> you've got way more experience than me. So just, um, all right. So yeah, do you have a favorite movie? Um, are there any resources uh, that you would recommend to other aspiring filmmakers like myself or anybody else um, that you would recommend? Any um, gear or, um, yeah.
1: I mean, uh, which 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 film school are you going to? Or a school are you going
0: uh, I'm actually receiving my degree in business administration. I'm doing film on the side, so not, oh. um, yeah, not a film school. But,
1: hmm. okay. Well, I mean, anyone who wants to go and do film full time, you got to just keep doing it. Like, just like keep putting whatever out and to the universe, and it'll it'll, it'll manifest itself soon. Like, no matter how small, no matter how small it is, or how big it is. You do want to do bigger projects. You don't want to just focus on smaller projects and stuff, but like never assume that this one project is going to make you, you got to keep doing the next project. That's kind of what it is to get attention. Like I think Barry Jenkins, he had to do, he made 20 plus films before he got his um, uh, attention uh, off of Moonlight.
0: Okay, so just (laughs) keep, keep creating films.
1: Yeah, that's kind of it's like It's basically like a nine to five job. You just got to keep doing it. It doesn't stop. You just keep doing it.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so I guess what's do you have any advice? Uh, I guess we kind of went over some resources or what to do. Um, any other advice that you give to other aspiring student uh, filmmakers? You said, I mean, I know you said just to keep going. Is there anything, um, you know, I don't know if you have a specific gear or anything that you've learned um, anything else that you'd like to share or?
1: Well, I mean, if you're if you're in film school, anyone who's watching this, and if you're in film school, like use the film equipment as much as possible. Like, yes, I know film school is probably gonna cost an arm or a leg. And when you get out, you have to, the student loans are gonna be terrible. Yes. You have to pay back and they are. But when you get out, it's like use use the film equipment as much as you possibly can, um, without getting uh, without being a being a nuisance or being intolerant to work with. Like, yeah, yeah, and sometimes because this is what I've learned over the years. Yes, you do have to at a certain level put your ego aside to to be uh, tolerable because you want people to like you and you want people to work with you. And if you don't like put your ego aside and just try to bite your tongue at what you say, then you end up like David O'Russell. I don't know if you know who that is, but you.
0: <laughs> yes, no, I, I don't know who you're talking about, but I know someone very similar that uh, I remember uh, my, when my uh, my sister would research a lot and actually guess this kind of defeats the purpose because he actually was successful, but I remember, I don't know how he was when he was younger, but I remember Gene Kelly, um, uh, he was back in the 40s and he, um I remember him being a very um hard, I remember people saying he was very hard to work with and people, I think, dreaded him as a director. <laughs> so I remember that.
1: <laughs> I never heard Gene Kelly being hard to work with, but I, but I guess.
0: yeah. yeah so um but yeah so okay awesome so advice um so is there anything exciting that uh, as filmmaker that you'd like to share any stories that you have that you'd like to share um
1: any any stories do I have I, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm old enough to share any good stories um I mean i i I guess I, I got one decent story about this job that I was um I was working on this project called Distance in, at Howard University, and um, apparently I lucked up in post production because I got this guy named Mittin Jane, who's, who works for MPC, which is, I think, moving pictures company, uh, which is a visual effects house. and he worked on stuff like aquaman uh the call of the wild x-men dark phoenix resident evil afterlife and stuff like that i i just looked up his resume and i was like oh wow i don't even know how i lucked up with that
0: that's awesome so you worked with somebody that aquaman that's awesome yeah Yeah. um yeah so i guess now um if you want to tell us just kind of how you're i know you're saying you're creating more films um, you know, if you're considering, you know, how you're continuing to pursue your career, uh, currently, um, you know, any, I know you're talking about some films you're trying to work on, um, you just got your MFA. So yeah, anything more with future you'd like to share or anything, uh, personal that you would like to, um, tell the audience?
1: Personal. Um, hmm. well, I don't know if, um, cause it's going to be on like, this is going to be like a Spotify and Amazon. So I don't, I can't, and I can't curse so I'll, I'll abbreviate at this point when i was doing this sex work documentary um you know i'm talking to a lot of dominatrixes and sex workers and some of the literally some of the most beautiful women on the face of this earth uh-huh. and if you're doing a documentary honestly if you're doing any type of work um if you want to maintain your mental health and if you want to maintain uh your soul don't fall in love with your subject don't do it because that'll lead you into some serious quicksand and you'll yeah it'll it'll whittle and abrade your mental health slowly but surely um i mean because you always have to have like a work and um work and a personal life balance right right. Uh, I, i understand that i understand that you know a lot of yeah it's true a lot of people that are married are significant others they do work together and they work well with each other that's fine but me i don't know i i didn't i was i couldn't do that because i was i i got in too deep with a few of these girls and um it was i got my emotions wrapped up
0: yeah yeah that's a good piece of advice yeah that it would be hard um um, that's a great, great piece of advice for, um, you know, people concerning that because that's a hard that would definitely be I could see that being a very hard thing, especially whenever, like you're saying they're your subjects and you're, um, you know, they're, you know, your care, anytime you have characters, anything like that, it gets can get really personal. So, um, yeah, uh, so um I guess is the last uh, question we have about a minute left. Um, why do you think movies or any documentary? Um, what makes you think they're important? Why would you say if somebody were to ask you, you know, what's the purpose of filmmaking? What's the point of it? You know, why? What's the importance of stories? What would what would be your answer to that?
1: I mean, the importance of story. Like, where where would we be without stories? Where would we be if like if if people like? Hey, when you were young, when you were like a little kid, did one of you, did one of your parents ever like when you they were putting you to bed, did they ever tell you like any fairy tales or stories?
0: Yes. 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 My yeah, dad did. They,
1: right. Yeah. And then the importance of those stories is like, Hey, you, they tell, they told you those stories, but it would be so much better if you could visually see it on the screen. And that's what, that's the film medium. Cause before we couldn't do that like before and like way before film, we just had to read about it. And that was, That was okay for some people, but now we get to visually see it, and the importance of stories. It's like when you're doing a biopic and redoing something; it's information, and it's also about creating new perspectives. And in the case of, I guess, maybe Robert Zemeckis and James Cameron, creating new technology to create those new stories. Right, right.
0: No, that's awesome. Yeah, Um, um, I think that's important because um, I think. I'm kind of like you, it seems like a lot of that would be very kind of obvious to people, but I've had people kind of question me on that. And to tell you the truth, I couldn't answer them, um, not because I, I don't believe in it, but I I tend to be more intuitive and I just couldn't give them like a, besides monetary, a lot of people think of, you know, does it make money? And some people don't see the importance, they're, we're surrounded by stories, but um, I've had some people that have kind of questioned me on that, so that's a personal question that I, I I'm glad you answered, because I find that very interesting. Um, But that's all uh, we have time for tonight. Uh, So thank you again uh, for allowing me to interview you, Um, having the opportunity to interview and learn from you. And I hope uh, you be well and continue to do well. Um, And yeah, thank you for being on Film Sessions podcast. It's great having you, and have a great rest of your evening.